Running backs don't have tires. Did you know that? Well, then how do the wheels fall off so easily? Oh, hmm. Guess what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Episode 76 of the Dynasty Fever podcast, the Jumbo Elliott episode. In this episode, we are sort of revisiting the 2023 wild ride running back stuff that we did many moons ago in February, episode 64. What's interesting is we're coming full circle, not only on that topic, but in that episode, when we were talking about the Jet, who is represented by number 64, Jesse said, ah, oh, no, you know, um, I don't know. Maybe when we get to the 80s, I'll know some of the wide receivers. And I said, ah, no, you know, you'll know, you'll know Jumbo Elliott. Uh, and here we are, the Jumbo Elliott episode. Oh, okay. Revisiting wow. the episode in which we mentioned Jumbo Elliott, at which point you did not know that he also played for the Jets. Right? Yeah, right. I just remember him as a giant. So, so please I make sure you subscribe. So, I'm sorry. As an eagle, if you want me to just throw out the eagle equivalent, that would be sure. like Stinky yeah. Andrews. Okay. Who is an offensive guard. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Please also show the YouTube channel some love there. I've been posting some clips there and some videos. Um, tonight, we are going to be talking about uh, running backs again. But before we get into it, Jesse, how you doing? I'm really good now. Um, had an episode earlier I detailed. We're not going to share everything, but guys... Be careful when you swallow Advil because one could go up your nose. I'm telling you, it's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> it take it from, take it from, from Jesse. Be, be careful when you swallow. Um, yeah, so where we were many moons ago in, in February with these running backs is we kind of laid out um, some of the landing spots that we liked um, and sort of d- discussed and debated about like how good were they um, we also had some questions, you know, like, are these guys going to sign short deals? Are there going to be guys left jobless when training camp comes around and that sort of thing. Right. Um, and then free agency happened, the draft happened. We've kind of had a little bit of time to, to sort of process the fallout, uh, from all that. And so we're kind of here to revisit it and say, well, what's the running back landscape look like now? And who are some guys that we're looking to target and not target based on what's been going down? So do you have any um, just general thoughts about like what's happened since the last time we talked about this in February or what the landscape is like or anything that you want to touch on? Yeah, I think at the time, one of our one of our themes was there are going to be uncomfortable landing spots for running backs. Yeah, we we just crossing our fingers that it wasn't B. John, that B. John didn't usurp anybody major, Tyler Algier, bleh, who cares, right? But the the Charbonnet thing and the um, Bigsby thing, I guess, I guess to an equal extent, I, in in a lot of people's minds, it's to a lesser extent, but I I think the impact is pretty pretty similar. Both Me backs. too. Yeah. Um, and then a chain. You know, go, getting the elite landing spot that that's the one that mm-hmm. got that elite landing spot um, and hasn't gotten any competition yet. Although we are sitting here 
on May 31st. Preface, 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 precipice, precipice. We are precipice of June 1st. Cuts. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I have a feeling that like, if there was anything that was going to happen with the June 1st stuff, we, we kind of know by now, like it would get leaked by now. Is like, Dalvin going to get cut or is I, he going to be Like, leaked? I think, I think Dalvin's staying put in, in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. think they, I think they, didn't they like trade some dude and then restructure somebody else? Like, I think they're just kind of like stuck with him because they, they couldn't find a trading partner. Felt like the writing was on the wall and that they had. Me, me mean, too. There was, yeah, yeah. there was one report that they had just informed him that he's going to be a June 1st cop. I don't know if that's true or not. How recent was that? Two or three weeks. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know if you also saw like they on the Vikings Twitter banner. Cook is no longer there, but Madison is. And so people were like, oh, uh, maybe that's it. So who knows, right? Who knows? We've also got Hunt, Fournette, and Zeke lingering. Yeah. You know, Um, I think some of the things that we thought would come true came true in the the sense that guys signed shorter and and cheaper, more team-friendly deals than maybe they would have in the past. Um, you know, I'm thinking of, of, for example, like the guaranteed money that Rashad Penny got or the lack thereof, or, you know, Spotrack saying that Montgomery was three years, 21.7 in the market. And I think he got like, what, like three years, 16 or 18, but then there's some that isn't like guaranteed and stuff. Right. So like there's, they I'm pretty sure it's like four million a year. Yeah. So, so, you know, running back is what it is now in the NFL and, you know, it is what it is in fantasy, which makes, you know, the, the three down workhorse elites all that much more valuable and makes navigating sort of the bottom rungs kind of difficult, you know, and it's to suss out like, who's the guy you're making a bet on, you know, cause to me, there's like good chunk of guys you can rely on. There's like some guys that could go either way. And then it's like, all right, now I have to think about like, who's an injury away, right? Like who fits a new offensive scheme? Who, like, what, are, what is the upside of the guys below my top 24 or 28 running backs? And just think about it from there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've been playing this for a long time, not necessarily dynasty, but fantasy football for a long time since the nineties. Mm-hmm. And so I, I still have some of my old, um, prejudices i guess biases where i have to you know if, I, if i'm gonna win I, I have to have two running backs i feel like that i can at least plug in and get starter numbers out of every week you know i, I can't really do the full you know zero rb that some people like to do but i've been gravitating towards not making those the anchor of my team yeah and as far as bench players go three four five of those guys that you're talking about that are injury way, they have a role and could have a bigger, bigger role with an injury. Those are the guys, kinds of guys that I like to have on my bench. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully things work out, you know, a little serendipity one week, a guy's got a bigger role because someone else is hurt. When I have another guy that's hurt this and that, and you mix and match. And I, I would prefer to do it that way than to pump all the assets into, you know, what it takes to get, you know, Brees Hall or, you know, what, what, what it, people were trading Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker at about the same value last season. So, you know, you see what just happened to Kenneth Walker's value 
Someone so. just reminded me of that the other day in some YouTube comments going back and forth with somebody. And I, I must have like I must have missed it. It's like that spike for Walker when he was up around like RB2 value. Like I must yeah, I, I blinked and I missed it because I never I never it saw was, it. Yeah. yeah, it was going into the playoffs. People that had Brees Hall that made the playoffs were trading Brees Hall for Kenneth Walker. Yeah. He's okay. as very similar players um, talent wise. But one was playing and one wasn't. Like Brees Hall, everyone saw the flashes out of Brees Hall, and he was already above Walker. But then the injury and the fact that he wasn't putting up points for teams made teams go ahead and trade. Um, yeah, I, I, I've go ahead. I've kind of slowly transitioned into sort of a hero RB slash zero RB kind of reality of of what I'm trying to do with my teams. And the funny thing is, it's called zero RB. But what we wind up doing is. We actually load up on running backs, which I would I would actually advise a lot of people to do. Um, you want I you know we we talk about building through wide receivers, but like it's building through like good wide receivers, mm-hmm. right? So like the way that I'm trying to move to now is like having a few really good wide receivers, and then like 1,200 running backs because somebody's going to get going to get injured somewhere and I'm either going to use them or I'm going to trade them because the other guy's guy got hurt or something like that. Right. The other managers, you know, guy got hurt something like that. And they're just so just replaceable and volatile that it's just, you know, pile up on it. And what's interesting now too, in startups is because everybody's, you know how like trading back was the thing and now it's harder to do because everybody wants to do it. Yeah. Wide receivers is the thing. And now everybody wants wide receivers there's actually some running back value dripping down like in ADP, which is interesting too, you know? Sure. Yeah. I I'm looking to fill my flex spots with wide receivers and tight ends now. Whereas my old way of thinking was running backs put up points, even if they only last, you know, a few years, well, tight ends and tight end premium put up a ton of points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I I really love in any, any kind of 0.5 premium or higher, and even 0.25, I, I still they're, they're I can't I can't quit them basically like you know I I just had my my last draft of, of draft season started this week I had 108 and a 0.25 and I took in cake at 108 so right. you know so say- it, went, it went pretty chalk Addison went 107 mm-hmm. all the guys born went like they should have mm-hmm. I wasn't going to take Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers nobody wanted to trade up um, Levis went the pick after, after 108, he went 109. So shit, even in 0.25, I still took Dalton Kincaid and then I still took Musgrave and I have pits, you know, in that league. It's just, I'm still looking to build depth through tight end wide receiver. Um, and then just take a million dart throws at running back. Have a couple, yeah, yeah. couple guys I know I can, I can put in every week. And then if they get hurt, just go to one of these million guys that I have. When I'm talking about like 1,200 running backs and only a few wide receivers, like I'm talking like a lot of those running backs are, are bench, right? Like I'm talking about when you when you have like three WRT flexes in, in a in a league or even more. Yeah, I'm more often than not filling those with wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah, um, but at the same time, like I've got 1,200 running backs because running backs are running backs. So, yeah. yeah, right on. All right, so check this trade out. Right. Um, November 6th with one Mike Casper. Oh, geez. So you, 
So you know that it's hard to get value out of my Casper, right? This is my podcast. Blood Post. from a stone. Yeah. <laughs> so I gave him Ken Walker, Gabe Davis, and, and uh, Isaiah McKenzie for Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and Hawk. This is last November 6th. That's how much value Walker had last year. Damn. I guess I blinked and missed it. Yeah. Maybe because I've just always been lower on him than than everybody. And and you know what? He had all that value, really. Actually, that value didn't really go down at all until Sharp got drafted. All right. So let's talk about that, right? Like, I don't want to spend too, too much time on it, right? Because, like, it's kind of, like, been done to death on Twitter the last week or so. And, like, I've done... The whole I did a a fifteen minute video about it like a, like a week ago like there I did a big segment on it in my other show like you know not that I'm like tired of talking about it but like I did a solo podcast I know I saw it, right <laughs> and 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 but and we touched on on Walker and Etienne the last episode we did too sort of in our in our winners and losers post draft and that sort of thing so um you have a different opinion of Walker and Etienne uh, and sort of what to do with them. Uh, than I do. So let's, let's, you know, let's uh, talk this through and, and you know, uh, and, and start off with, with this before we move on to other subjects. Yeah. So both are huge buys for me because I think their value has fallen way too low. Right. They're, they're, um, I see them both as really, really good solid RB2s on a like playoff championship dynasty team. The cost of, at least ATN, I know for a fact, um, numerous times I've gotten him for, you know, what I think is below market value, like Christian Watson and a second and a third. Would I, I just, I think he's worth more than that, right? Um, with Walker, Dynasty Trade Calculator has his value at a 25 and people are talking shit, you know, about Ken Walker, RB2 in Seattle, blah, blah, blah. Yet you can't get him. Everyone that has him, I think, either got sharp and is just like, you know, circling the fences or or circling the fences and being like, this is my man. Whether I have sharp or not, I, I'm invested in Walker and you're not getting him for some chump offer like I've been throwing out there, you know, like I've been getting ATN for. So, um, you know, just my main my main point is you have these guys at what RB 13, 14, I think is what yeah. you told them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. RB 13, RB 14 is way more valuable than wide receiver 10 or 11, 12. Who do you have at wide receiver between 10 and 13? Uh, do, 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 uh, uh, all right. 10 through 13, uh, Tyreek Diggs, Metcalf, Devonta Smith. Oof. All right, I'm wrong about that. <laughs> so those guys are really valuable too. I guess what, just positional scarcity, like what you can get them for. All right, where, where do you have Christian Watson? 22. Yeah, right. 22. Yeah. All right, so that's where the hate falls too far, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not trading away Devontae Smith to get um, – Kenneth Walker, well, maybe, meh, no, I'm not doing that for either one of those backs, right? But Christian Watson, hell yeah. Oh, you want a second? You want a third? Sure, hell yeah. 
right? RB 13 is way more valuable than wide receiver 22, right? So that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, well, I think it, this is all, I think brings up an important point about like the, the context that folks are in. You seem to be in places where that dip has already happened, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of my rhetoric on these guys being sells for me is when I look at rankings, when I look at ADP, when I look at trade calculators, and when I and when I pull trades that have happened, like recent trades, I'm finding that they're being way overvalued. They're being they're being valued as top five, six, seven, eight RBs. At which point you either need to have an elite like receiving profile or be like a three down workhorse. You're getting neither with either of those guys. And so for me, it's an easy sell. It's an easy tear down to like a lower running back. I probably like even better and, and get, and get a plus on top. Right. And I think, I think also I, you know, for the listeners, I tended to be lower on Etienne and Walker like the entire time, especially Etienne than consensus. So it's kind of easier for me to slide into this position of like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not even making my argument that I have them top 10. Like, I don't right. have as 13, 14 like you do. And more all, like eight, I also believe that in both cases, the rookie drafted may not be better, but they're more well-rounded. So they may not have a depth of talent that the incumbent does. They have a breadth of talent that the incumbent doesn't have. And I, and I think the idea that like tank is just going to be like, you know, give Etienne like a few plays off so he can catch his breath. Right. You know, no, 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 that's not happening. Right. Same thing with chart. Like you're going to see them get high value touches. You're going to see it be a one, a one B maybe not as soon as the season starts, you know, cause rookies take a little while, but it's going to be there. And I think people are far underestimating that it's not about being team tank or team Etienne as like one's better than the other or whatever. Like it doesn't matter to me. I can like both, right? What I don't like is overvaluation. And when I see there's an overvaluation, it's a sell. Now, yeah, you're, I, I, you're, I you're in a place where the dip has already happened where it's a buy. I can totally yeah. see myself at some point where I'm buying back in, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I, I'm shouting from the rooftops, sell both of them now. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I think the market's really uneven. So you have to just gauge the market that you're in. Every mm-hmm. league is its own market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, if you can manipulate and get one of these players for under market, you know, undervalue, then do that. Um, or if you can get somebody to give you way too much for one of them, do that. I, my take is that it's probably going to end up being like a 60-40 split in both places and some weeks it might be 60 charb 40 walker it might be 70 30 some weeks but i think it's going to probably going to be like 60 incumbent starter 40 uh new guy by the end of the season or going into the next season i think at some point in both places it'll work its way out that way but they'll they're both i just believe in both of those offenses so strongly um just they're going to be huge pies to have chunks of. And if you have a lead back, a featured player, I mean, it, it, it's worth a, it's worth a flyer in, in a wide receiver 22. Oh, absolutely. If, if I could move Watson in a second and a third for Etienne, like 
I'm gonna bring up some of the other deals. I don't. I don't know that it's a smash for me like it is for you, but it. But it. But it's a trade I'd make, right? Um, you know, when I when I made the the video a little while back, right? Like he was going like straight up for Tyreek, um, uh, Ramondre plus a 25 second and a 25 third. Like I'm smashing the Ramondre side there. Dobbins in a second. I've got Dobbins ranked ahead of him already. Smash Dobbins. Right. So like these are trades where I'm looking at it and like every single trade I pulled for the most part, I was on the non at the end side. Right. How about um, this is one I made twice. Cooper Cup and Sky Moore for Etienne. I think that's one of those classic like what do you want to do in 2023 trades? You know what I mean? Um, I think I like it in the sense that like. <laughs> like Cooper Cooper Cup could have the same fantasy points per game rate that he had last year and be an, an elite producer, but he is 30 and Sky Moore, we don't know what the hell's going on there. Etienne, I think, is is safer because the other side of the story with Cup is that he's 30, Stafford is 70, and you know, ailing, and who knows what that offense is gonna look like, right? So I think. I think it works out for, for, for both teams, depending on what you want to do in 2023. I think, you, you know, you, you gain years with Etienne that you don't have, you know, with Cup. So that's part of it, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and at a premium position, hard to get. Player that I think will put up a lot of points. I, I, I think there's a really good chance that Etienne doesn't put up nearly the points that Cup does for 23. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you, but there's also a really good chance that the – Rams are a com- complete dumpster fire again. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line has not been addressed. They're starting to terrify me. This, this, like, I think they're counting on. I know you don't know a lot about offensive linemen, but they counted on this Jeff Noteboom to step in at left tackle to take over for their Andrew Whitworth, that giant monster that they had for years. The, he tore his Achilles, and I think their plan is just all right. We're going to run that back. He's coming back from a torn Achilles. Yeah. It does not sound like a good plan to me. Sounds like they're going to be running guys off the street again. So, uh, like, we'll get to Cam Akers in a little while, or you want to do it now? He scares the shit out of me. Yeah, he's a guy where that I, I'm I, I'm finding it hard to figure out what I want to do with him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? As far as like buy, sell, where I rank him, what I'm expecting out of him, because I can tell myself three different stories that seem plausible to me about what's going to happen with Akers. So just for, for reference, I have him at RB22 right now, right? And it's at the top of a tier that is – I'm sorry, I have him at 23. And it's uh, in a tier of 22 to 28, right? Um, and I can see him fending off challenges from a six-round, you know, mercurial Zach Evans, a, a UDFA Tyon Evans – not much going on with Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers and them relying on the run because, you know, you know, the passing game only really has Stafford and cup. Maybe Puka Nakua doesn't like step up Van Jefferson doesn't right. Like I could see him even with a so-so offensive line being a guy you want, right. You know, even if the offense is meh, you know, he's got the slice of it. Right. I could also yeah, tell yeah. myself the story that like the team hates him 
they brought in Zach Evans, whose talent is above round six, right? Um, they brought in UDFA Tyon Evans, too, who, you know, isn't a, 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 a scrub as far as I'm concerned. He's one of the UDFAs that I was most interested in, right? They don't have a very good offensive line, so there's that trouble. And they've got Stafford and Cup coming back, and they're just going to low A dot, dink and dunk their way down the field. And Akers isn't a guy that I want, right? Um, yeah. He looked really good, you know, uh, toward the end of the season. You know, seemed like, you know, the team, whatever happened, drama happened with the team was, you know, I don't know about behind them, but it certainly wasn't, you know, keeping him in limbo. And, you know, he's further away from the Achilles, but like you never really get back to where you were with the Achilles, I think. And so I don't know, like, which Cam Akers are you thinking is happening in 2023? Yeah, I think he is going to, I do think he's going to get volume. It's, it's kind of a mix of a lot of what you said there. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to beat out the average talent. Zach Evans, even if he does become a good NFL running back, I, it, I think there's virtually like less than 1% chance that it come, happens out of the gate. You know, he's going to have to be coached and brought along and developed. Um, and I just don't think that he's the type of player that coaches like enough to start, you know, right away or to, to take carries right away. So the rest of those guys are probably going to take time to come around. And um, well, Tyana Evans probably also going to take time to come around. Ky- Kyron Williams, Kylan. Kyron. Kyron with an, with an R. Yes. Um, Kyron Williams. Yeah. Uh, Notre Dame. Uh, could catch passes, play yeah. speed, play speed, play speed better than the forty. But like yeah. I don't know, like I he's thought he was maybe going to have a shot last year at some more playing time, and like they used Ronnie Rivers. Like he tested really poorly, and draft capital was awful, and he never really saw much. Fifth round, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think Acres is going to have the 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 job. You know, I, I, he's going to get volume, but. In what way? If if teams are playing against the low A dot, then they're going to be near the line of scrimmage, and you know maybe he's not really seeing a whole lot of open space. So I, I'm selling Cam Akers if I can get what I want for him. So what what would you give me for Cam Akers right 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 now today? You have a team you're you're just you're, you're dripping with talent, and your running backs are Khalil Herbert and James Robinson and. You just need somebody to plug in there. Yeah, I'll give you James Rob. No, um, uh, I will give you, um, you know, I I don't want to do this with just like picks and picks equivalent, but like, you know, I would think the seller would want two seconds, right? And so what I'm going to try to do is be like, you know, a second and a third, so that maybe maybe a second, a third, and a and a second year tight end, you know that hasn't that hasn't um, broken out yet, right? But so, uh, but when it come when it comes down to it, like I know that that's probably going to get turned down, right? And I'm probably going to end up around two seconds as far as like equivalent value goes. Um, are you going well? I'd probably trade them to you for two twenty three seconds. So if you have two guys that you took in the second round this year on your roster, I'd probably trade acres to them for you for you know, like rushy rice and pick a running back. That's not Kendra Miller. Roshan. Yeah. 
Rushy Rice and Roshan. Done deal. You know, it's funny. I say two seconds. I keep I keep Rice and Roshan in that in that scenario. And you say two seconds and two generic seconds, like two twenty-four seconds, and I'm like, nah. I don't really. Oh, I want. Oh, I want future seconds. Yeah, I'd rather not. I I, no. I mean, I'll I'd take those two players. Or but so there's no chance you're giving me a twenty-four first, even if you know, really good chance it's gonna be late. No, I don't think I'd do that. Twenty-five first. No, I don't think I'd do that. So what's the chance that his value? Uh, creeps up to that in season. What's the chances? Um, like once we're in point season, you need a running yeah. back. You like, like you kept telling me, like kept offering me all this bullshit, and I keep telling you to go fuck yourself. And then finally, we're you know we're at the end of September, and you're like, God damn man, I need a running back. What would happen? Could I, you know, Acres has uh, 80 yards and a touchdown. 60 yards and 90 yards the first three weeks. Are you going to give me a first for him week four? I might. I might. It, it, it might be best. Volume. To... He's getting volume, but the production is limited. So what, I guess, so yeah. So what's, what's the percentage chance that his value will increase enough to get something like a 24 first versus what's the percentage chance that like you're better off getting out now yeah. For for two seconds. That's a big question. Okay, makers. I mean, yeah. Because right now, uh, just just pulling up Dynasty Trade Calculator just for a point of reference. Like we know that we don't love calculators and they're not the Bible and blah 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 blah. But just as a point of reference, he's point two under the one twelve right now. He's thirteen okay. point. He's thirteen point six, and the one twelve is thirteen point eight. I mean, if I have a good, if I have a good idea that one of those seconds is going to be high, then I'd probably do it. As far as like a player, right? Like, if you're moving acres, right, and you don't want points in twenty three, you know, I don't know. Am I giving you? Uh, you're not going to want some of the wide receivers I have in that area. So am I going to give you Elijah Moore in a second? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I would do that because Elijah Moore has got a chance to be better than a second. Right. And, and, uh, you know, Cleveland's offense is probably going to pass more. Yeah. Um, I like it. Would you do Mike? Well, you love Mike Williams. So Mike Williams in a second. On a specific type of team, but no, yeah. not on a team that I'm trying to like right. get points off of. No, Darno Mooney in a second. Although, no, you know what? I would take that Mike Williams trade because I think I can flip him in season. Can flip him, yeah. but no, Darno Mooney, I don't want. I have him, he's probably not worth the second to me. How about your son Tillman in a second? Yeah, yeah, I just got him 307 today, by the way. Ooh, felt good. Gallup in a I second. Traded, I traded two thirds, two twenty-four thirds to go in it to three oh seven to take Tillman. I like that. Yeah. I don't really like Gallup, so uh no. Rumor is he's gonna be running a more varied route tree because the knees are getting a little better, so things might be looking cool. up for him. Cool, more value varied to the three routes that he used to run before he got hurt. <laughs> You've never been a Gallup guy, right? No, I haven't. Okay. 
All right. So um, we're now going to talk a little bit more about targets and, and fades too. So like we wanted to talk a little bit about acres because like, what the hell do you do with acres? Yeah. Um, I don't know that we really have a good, a good final answer to that. It really just depends on like what your team is, what you think yeah. is going to happen with, with, you know, like there are some people who are like, Oh yeah. Acres, you know, he has a certain value of like whatever, but is he any good? And is he any good anymore, especially because of the Achilles and does he add much, as far as receiving goes. And then there are some people that are like, oh, Cam Akers, you know, overcame a terrible offensive line in Florida State, and he's such an underrated back, and there was just drama and stuff like that. Um, he's going to be he's gonna be fine. I don't did have a mention, strong take on the player. Did you mention the Achilles? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's the first guy to come back from an Achilles success. No, Dante Foreman. You know, but – more of a novelty at this point because he hasn't really performed after yeah. going. He doesn't look like his old self yet. I mean, I think there are safer bets you can make in that same price range, right? You know. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and yeah, we we talk. I'm getting out. I just realized, you know, he's 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 never even like he never even. We don't even know what a good Cam Akers looks like because we never had it, right? Nah, I'm getting out. Give me a high second and another second or any second and a high upside player like Elijah Moore. What about a, a guy you like, like Otten, who may kind of have to like endure a year of meh quarterback play Plus with, that, with that second? With the high second? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Still a little gross. There's a chance that Kate Otten has just, you know, caught a couple – Really nice passes from Tom Brady. It's about what he is. Mm. I mean, there's a chance that he never gets a good quarterback. Very true. Yeah, just say because they're Baker Mayfield's there now. But although, I mean, they could be a complete disaster, and you can see Drake May there next year. Who knows? All right, we did Walker and Etienne, and why you're wrong. Um, we did. Uh... <laughs> I thought I made my point pretty well. <laughs> We did. We did. What the hell are you doing with 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 Cam Akers, right? So let's now get into a, a couple guys each that we want to talk about as far as maybe guys like maybe we're targeting in drafts or or trades, and then maybe some guys were like, eh, not so much. So why don't you start us off? Yeah. Yeah. 